0: Welcome to the Financial Life Podcast with me, Ben Robel. This is episode 19. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to discuss the third of four buckets in our framework for wealth. Now as a reminder, these four buckets are a cash bucket, bucket one, a cash plus bucket, bucket two, an investment bucket, bucket three, and a legacy bucket, bucket number four. In our last episode, we detailed the second bucket, our cash plus bucket, which is used primarily to fund large intermediate purchases or expenses. This account usually holds more conservative and predictable investments like bonds and CDs that mature within two to five years and that are consistent with the timeline for a large outlay of money, like a new car, a house, or upcoming college expenses. Our third bucket. Today's topic is the investment bucket. To set expectations, today we're not going to delve into the details of specific investment strategies or account types. Instead, we are going to lay the foundation for those topics in the future by reviewing what the investment bucket is for and how it fits into this larger framework. The most fundamental concept in investing is risk versus reward, what we called in the industry expected return. That is, what do we think our annual return will be and plus minus, how much do we think that will move around? Now, these two concepts are positively linked. When perceived risk is high, reward must be high. When perceived risk is low, reward must be low. And I use the word perceived here because we don't actually know how risky an investment is when we make it. Now, we can compare it to the past and to other investments like it, but everything is unique to itself. So we use estimates to bookend our expectations and that's usually the best that we can do. Now this framework will not work for you if you do not have a goal for your investments. And no, maximizing the amount of money in the investment account is not a goal. That's why we have a fourth bucket. The main objective, For the investment bucket is to fund long term goals based on our expectations for returns in the market, our daily, monthly, and annual expenses, and the changes that we would expect during our life, like having children or retiring. So, to give you some examples, these goals could be to retire early, to retire and live on a specific amount of money each year, to leave money for our children or for charity to supplement the income we make from a 95 job or to leave that day-to-day job to pursue something that we are more passionate about what we are doing here is searching for the lowest risk way to achieve our goal that is we want a portfolio whose pathway into the future is as predictable as possible to do this we would prefer to create this portfolio using only low risk bonds which usually have a much more predictable future than riskier assets but Most people cannot reach their future goals using only bonds, and that's primarily because bonds do not offset inflation. So for that reason, we are generally required to add some riskier investments to this portfolio so that it will reach its future goal, that is, increasing its value to offset inflation and, at those higher prices, fund the goals that we have set for ourselves. So this could start with adding riskier bonds and progress to adding stocks, international stocks, commodities, private equity, hedge funds, and so on. The difference between professional and amateur investors is that the pros use math to try to predict how their investments will do. They don't buy something simply because they think it will go up a lot. This is the basis for building a projection for the third bucket to understand where we expect it to end up in the future and how much risk to the upside and to the downside is included in that forecast. It's also important to remember that you can change your goals. These are not set in stone, but you have to start somewhere. The investments that individual investors prefer for their long-term investments to reach their goals will differ for each person. Some people will want to lean on the securities markets like stocks and bonds. And others will want to rely on less liquid investments like real estate. Many people will use a combination of these options depending on their preferences, their goals, and the account types that they're using, and the rules that govern their investment choices, like securities laws or the taxes that they have to pay. However, it is important to recognize that each of these choices has its benefits and also brings work with it. So, no matter what people tell you, that you, quote, should be doing. You need to enjoy that extra work or else you will do it inconsistently. You will do it poorly or worse, you will do both. So once we get through these three points, we fund our cash account for day-to-day expenses, we fund our cash plus account for large intermediate purchases, and we have funded our investment account, our investment bucket for our long-term goals We've set ourselves up to be very stable financially, which allows us to move on to bucket four, our legacy bucket, which is what we'll talk about tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I hope this is helpful context for you and your financial life.